the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the chairman of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses. And I said all small businesses. We help them start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. To find out what we do, go to our website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. I have a very, very special guest today. And I always say that because they're all so special, but she is really, really special. As a matter of fact, she's doing something that when I first heard it, I said, my heart leaped up. I said, Leslie, I will do whatever you want me to do. I want to introduce the Silicon Valley Business Connection audience to Miss Leslie Gardino, and she's helping this organization called Tobacco Free Kids. And Leslie, tell me, Tell me now, Leslie, what is this tobacco-free kids about? And even before you do that, though, I forgot. I want to know more about Leslie, and our listeners do, too. So, Leslie, how are you doing today first? <laughs> Start off like that. <laughs> I am doing great, and it's really great to talk to you, Carl, and great to be part of your show. Well, I'm excited about you and what you're going to share, so I want to give you as much time as possible. Uh, but I know our audience would like to know maybe a little bit about who is Leslie Gardino. Could you could you share a little bit about who is Leslie Gardino? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Carl. Well, um I am the co-founder of a consulting firm here in Silicon Valley called Canyon Snow Consulting. And I had the pleasure of co-founding this company with my business partner, Jennifer Johnson, about 16 years ago. And we have been consulting to tech companies, to startups, to nonprofits here in Silicon Valley for all that time. And Tobacco Free Kids is one of our all-time favorite clients. And we just finished working with them to pass an ordinance here in San Jose to prevent the sale of flavored tobacco products here in San Jose. Those those bubblegum-flavored cartridges, e-juices, menthol cigarettes, all those things that are so bad for the health of our kids and our communities, those will soon be uh, not found on the shelves. If you wow. Wow. It, pa- it passed. Huh? It did. It passed unanimously. We didn't have a single vote against us. So we were really excited about that. And that makes San Jose 
the biggest city in the country to ban the sale of menthol flavored cigarettes, which is a huge accomplishment, a huge accomplishment, and one of the biggest cities in California to, to pass this. And, and we were excited, actually. Uh, San Jose is a real trendsetter on a lot of things. And right after we passed this ordinance, we saw in the news that the city of Milpitas is now considering a similar ban. So we're hoping to see these happen all over Silicon Valley now. Wow, that is so wonderful. I'm I'm sure our audience could see why I got so excited about it. Um, you know, whenever I think of this, uh, and I was looking at the website, and as a matter of fact, and, and make sure, uh, Leslie, you give that site. When I looked at it, it says four out of five kids who have used tobacco started with a flavored product. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, uh, unfortunately, through this process, I learned a lot about the tobacco industry. And over many years, um, they have flavored their products to make the medicine go down a little easier, to make the poison go down easier. And mm. the first and biggest flavor that you're probably familiar with is menthol. And um, menthol, uh, you know, you've probably seen those, like, menthol rubs, you know, when you have sore muscles. That's mm -hmm. Menthol has an anesthetic quality. So the tobacco industry figured out, you know, probably 40 years ago that if they put menthol into cigarettes, mm. that you could ingest them easier. So it kind of cools your throat. It numbs it a little bit and mm. it opens it up so that it can absorb more tobacco flavor, more mm. tobacco and more nicotine. So people that smoke menthol cigarettes get addicted and smoke more than people that smoke just plain old flavored tobacco or just, you know, tobacco flavored products. So kids, you know, realize this and they realized it's real hard to pick up a cigarette and start smoking it. But if you smoke a menthol cigarette, it goes in a lot easier and a lot faster. And the tobacco industry um, about 40 years ago really started targeting the African-American community with menthol cigarettes. They, they targeted them in ads and magazines, and then they also uh, lowered the prices. And, and we've actually done studies that show that the tobacco industry sells these products cheaper in communities of color. Mm. And so as a result, um, when tobacco was, when menthol was first um, introduced, about 5% of the black community smoked menthol. And today it's much higher. It's probably 80%. I'm not sure the exact number, but it's, mm. it's over, over 70%. Um, and that's because it, they targeted um, systematically and very um, carefully uh, communities mm. of color. And, and so um, the black community all over the country has been working to try to get rid of menthol at all different levels. It's been a big struggle because the tobacco industry is well-funded and they have been trying to keep this market share. And um, so this is, um, you know, the way democracy works is we get to have a voice in a lot of these things. So last year, uh, the state of California passed a law called SB 793, and SB 793 bans menthol and flavored uh, cigarettes and flavored e-cigarettes, which we'll get to a little bit uh, here, um, mm -hmm. from, from sale in California. And that was a big victory. Governor Newsom signed it. But uh, almost immediately after the, the ink was dry, the tobacco industry sued um, to have that law not uh, go into effect. Mm. And so now um, a referendum is on the ballot. It'll be on the ballot in November 2022, and it will um, uphold this law, we hope. We hope the citizens of California will say yes.
yeah, we like that law. We don't want our um, our citizens, our residents mm-hmm. of California to have access to these terrible products. So my client, Tobacco Free Kids, they were involved in helping get that law passed. But then they said, wow, you know, between now and November 2022, a lot of people are going to be addicted because they're going to pick up these mm-hmm. candy-flavored cigarettes. And so we need to we need to start putting some local ordinances in place across the state mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. blanket the state in protections. Mm-hmm. So um, they passed, they've worked with 109 different communities in in the state to pass uh, flavor bans. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the big prize was the city of San Jose because there's more than a million residents mm-hmm. that live in the city of San Jose and, uh, and San Jose had not yet passed an ordinance. So that's, that's where we came in and that's where we were able to get that ordinance passed. Man, that sounds so exciting. And, and now that you said that, you know, my mind went straight down to Los Angeles being so, yeah. so big of a city it is down there. And you say you do know someone down there. And you you said that one of the African-American organizations down there is helping support that, the NAACP, right? Yes, yes. And we were really lucky. So we were grateful to have your support, Carl, and the Black Chamber being um, involved. And the NAACP in Silicon Valley was a big supporter of this ordinance Mm -hmm. being passed. Mm -hmm. So we were really glad to have that level of um, support and organization. And we also... um, you know, we noticed, we worked with our friends down in L.A. Tobacco Free mm-hmm. has a, um, an effort going on in L.A., but what's interesting is, so the city of L.A. is a, obviously a very big, big geographic area, and it would be a mm-hmm. big win to get this ordinance passed, but um, the tobacco industry did what they're known best for. They are working <laughs> to delay, delay, delay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... We find that politicians don't want to say that they support the tobacco industry. So Mm -hmm. what they do is they just study things to death. And so oftentimes delay uh, to the tobacco industry is victory because people pick up a menthol flavor and then they're addicted. So um, that's what we're they're fighting in L.A. to get their vote, just to have a vote on this on this topic. Man, man, that is, this is, you know, to me, Leslie, it's criminal (laughs) and and you know it and I know it. And and I want to, I want to encourage everybody who's listening to our show now, Leslie, I'd like for you to give them a way how they could contact you. If there's other people there who have a heart to come along with this campaign, this cause, how could they reach you, Leslie? And then how can they be a part of this tobacco free kids initiative and your movement? Yeah, thank you so much. So we do have a website in San Jose. It's called SanJoseFightsFlavors.org. So that's just how it sounds. All one word, SanJoseFightsFlavors.org. And that is, there's lots of ways to get involved. There's lots of facts. We've got studies up there that show why this is just such an important issue to public health. And, you know, even in light of COVID, we found smokers and we're dying more often than, than mm. non-smokers. So again, in the midst of this public health crisis, we've got to get cigarettes off the shelf. We've got to get those flavors off the shelf to keep people healthy because it's a double whammy to be a smoker and have COVID. Your, your, your outcomes are much, much worse. Man, I, I'm just imagining that. You know, I'm I'm going to in my new position that you and I will be talking about later. Uh, I, I, I'm going to um, see if I can get other chamber presidents to hear this message 
and um, kind of collaborate with other community-based organizations because this needs to be something from the ground up. And because um, <clears throat> you and I know your tactic of what you're saying, the big tobacco, if they, if they can delay something, whether it's a fight, a uh, study, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's people are getting addic- addicted to this. Continue to tell me a little bit about how this is so criminal what the tobacco industry is doing with these menthol and these flavored cigarettes and how they've targeted people of color, but they don't care. They want any and everyone and they want old people. They want middle-aged people. They want young people to get addicted on this. Tell us a little bit about that and why we all should be gathering around you and helping to come against this. Yes. Thanks, Carl. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, the the tobacco industry knows that they have to replenish their Mm -hmm. customers because they sell a deadly product. They sell a product that if used correctly, will (laughs) kill you sooner than you should. If used correctly, it's a deadly product. So they've, they've targeted all different ways to do that. We talked about menthol cigarettes. They flavor the cigarette with menthol to make it easier to inhale more, to get more nicotine, to get more addicted. Um, four out of five kids that start using a tobacco product start with a flavored product. Mm. And, you know, we've seen in recent years the absolute um, expansion and just epidemic of kids yeah. using e-cigarettes. Mm. And e-cigarettes, the tobacco industry uh, came out with them. And, it, it, you know, the, the biggest e-cigarette player is Juul. They're owned by all, Atria, which is also Philip Morris. So the tobacco industry figured out, hey, we're kind of losing our market share here and our products are killing our customers. We need a new crop. So they came up mm. with this concept of e-cigarettes. And e-cigarettes are... Um, are highly addictive. They have much more nicotine in them than a regular cigarette. And Mm -hmm. they also have no um, residue. So kids were sticking these things up in their sleeves and smoking them during class, like inhaling the the e-cigarette vape during Mm. class. And the teachers wouldn't even know. Mm. And they're flavored with all kinds of candy, bubblegum flavored and cotton candy and Mm. And just all kinds of, you know, Captain Crunch. I mean, just targeting for kids. Oh, wow. And so the kids were getting addicted. And I had one mom who told me that, you know, her kids, she didn't know. She found these cartridges in their room. They, had, they thought they were memory sticks. They didn't know that these were e-cigarettes. So it's it's just become this terrible, terrible epidemic for younger people. And so um, we have worked very hard to get the flavors of these e-juices banned as part of this ordinance in San Jose. And we are so grateful uh, that the the leadership in San Jose, um, you know, the mayor, Mayor Locarno, Mm -hmm. council member Pam Foley, these guys have been just incredible leaders in trying to get this get these flavors out so that kids have a chance, a fighting chance to, to not be so easily addicted to these products. You know, what's the, what's the surgeon general doing? Like, you know, what's the, what's our government doing? I mean, it's obvious that they've been studying this for years. What's the surgeon general doing? Um, yes. So the surgeon general actually, um, first of all, they, at the federal level, have agreed to look at nicotine, re- removing nicotine. So that there's a big federal process going mm-hmm. on right now that will take mm-hmm. years. 
and will experience all kinds of delays um, from lawsuits. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they're looking into it. Um, unfortunately, the, in the last uh, two weeks, they, uh, they did, the FDA did come out with a ruling saying that e-cigarettes can be used as a way for people, adult people, not kids, to mm -hmm. quit smoking. And that is what the e-cigarette companies say they're all about. They say mm. safer alternative to, to um, smoking a, a, a regular cigarette. And mm. the public health community, including the Heart Association, the Lung Association, and my client, Tobacco Free Kids, has come out really strong to say that is not true and that is not good. Mm. So I had a, um, a, a friend who uh, is a smoker. He started smoking when he was 18. Mm -hmm. He told me he tried to quit cigarettes by smoking an e-cigarette. So, but what he found was he was, he could ingest, you know, 10, 20 e-cigarettes because mm. the nicotine is so high. He was so addicted. He had to keep vaping and keep vaping. So in, uh, instead of quitting, he was both smoking cigarettes and vaping and vaping a ton more. And he mm. said he had to, he had to try to get off the vaping because with a cigarette, it would, he was smoking it more slowly. Whereas with vaping, you can vape, you know, 20 vape cigarettes, at a time and be ingesting 20 times the nicotine you would get from one cigarette. So um, there, it's not, um, it's not always a, it's not always a good solution. So we are hoping that, um, you know, as we get the flavors out of e-cigarettes, at least they will become less tempting for kids and, um, and that that will be a good path for us to continue to protect kids from trying this very deadly product. Isn't that amazing that someone would create a product, as you said, that if you use correctly, it will kill you. And, yep. and yep. the, and the, uh, the egregiousness of them that they would start, you know, going to kids, you know, knowing that they're younger and they could possibly use their products for longer amounts of time. I mean, it just really hurts my heart. Uh, and then I think about <clears throat> what you were saying at the federal level, you know, the one thing about the tobacco industry, they will pay lobbyists and they'll pay politicians. And, and I would say right now on air for me, any politician that's getting paid by, you know, these, uh, these folks who are trying to kill our kids and hurt our society ought to be ashamed of themselves. Uh, so I, I know that you and I are going to be talking again about this. I want to, I want to ask you, uh, from your studies and you being involved in it. And like you said, you learned a lot about it, taking on a client like that. What would you think, Leslie, uh, are some ways that average people and even people who have a heart to want to come alongside of you, what could we do to actually help? What can we do? What impact can we make? Yeah, it's great. It's a great question. So um, I think the one important Thing that everyone can do is to make sure that whatever city you live in, that you have an ordinance that prevents the sale of flavored tobacco. So, you know, there are some cities in Silicon Valley that already passed flavored tobacco bans, like the city of Los Gatos, for example. So if I go into a, a um, you know, a gas station, one of those little retail outlets in Los Gatos, when you look behind the counter there, the person that takes your money, there's no flavored tobacco products on those shelves. 
Mm. Um, but if you go to that same Chevron in San Jose right mm-hmm. now, because the ordinance has not gone into effect yet, mm-hmm. or in Campbell, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you look behind that counter, you will see bubblegum flavored e-cigarettes. You will mm. see all sorts of flavored tobacco with all kinds of cute names. Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, my daughter's school bus is drops off in a parking lot in one of the cities in Silicon Valley that does not have a flavor ban. So right where middle schoolers get off of a, a school bus, wow. there are three smoke shops that sell full gum flavor cigarettes right where her bus stop is. And it's also across the street from a school. So if you live in a city that that sells these products, you need to contact your council member and say, we got to get rid of this. And San Jose, you can use the San Jose example and San Jose uh, fights flavors.org is the great website to go to. There's sample ordinance and cities can easily adopt these if they have the political will to do it. And every city in California should do it. Man, that is, I mean, well, when I think about that, how criminal it is, and we talked about it, and, and how they're attacking, you know, young adults, people are at our age, they can choose to do what they want to do. But when you and when you sort of affect a young person and you trick them to get into something that then becomes physical, where their body now is getting addicted to something, that in itself is criminal. And I don't know how we've let this go on this long without uh, without really attacking it. So I want to take my hat off to you and others like you who've led this kind of uh, effort against that. And again, I, I want people to know how to reach you if they would like to help and be a part of it. And let me know what you're looking for, Leslie, uh, because our listeners are sometimes are young folks. They're, you know, adults. Um, tell me what you need and how they could reach you. Yeah, thank you. So you can, uh, again, contact San Jose Fights Flavors.org. There's um, action uh, messages there and ways to contact your elect- elected representatives. And also to reach me, you can go to our website, canyonsnow.com, and we'd be happy to give advice and counsel. Um, the big effort now um, is that every organization and any individuals with stature in the community can get on board to support the referendum that will be on the November ballot. We're looking for all kinds of organizations to support this effort so that we can basically put SB 793, the, the, the flavored tobacco ban, in codified into law to to basically confirm as the citizens of California that yes, we like this law and we want all these products off the shelf in every place in the state of California. So, you know, you can endorse the referendum, you can join forces to help, you can give money to it. And again, um, we can help you get in touch with those statewide um, forces if you, if you, if you want to get involved in the statewide campaign. And that's, that's just going to be so important for some of these smaller communities that, you know, don't really have the political will or the expertise to pass their own local ordinances. Putting this in place at the state level will be so important going forward. And Leslie, we're just going to have to invite you back. I, I, <laughs> I love, I love this. And, uh, and I just think that uh, we need to hear this again and again, because that state referendum, you say SB 793, and that's, that's going to come out. Law. Yes. And that's I don't a, know what the, and I, I don't know what the number will be yet when we're on the ballot, but I'll be happy. Um, we'd be happy to come back and do a whole um, segment on the state statewide efforts. 
Man, you know what, Leslie? I'm going to say this. I'm going to speak this into existence right now. When you when you come back, we're going to do our show. All right. Great. I will get some of my colleagues from Tobacco Free Kids, and we would love to love to do that. We also have a, a, a national expert on the topic of menthol. His name is Dr. Phil Gardner, and he heads up the African-American Tobacco Leadership Council, Tobacco Free Leadership Council, and he is amazing a real he's a nationwide expert on this topic and he's been working with the fda on it so i'd love to bring him with us too wow this is so wonderful well you know i want to thank you leslie for coming on you're you've been a wonderful guest we look forward to talking to you again and we want to thank our listeners for calling in and emailing and getting in touch with leslie so you can help lead that charge because this is very very important for those of you who do miss the show or hear about the show and you want to you know uh, hear it again as a podcast remember to go to blackchamber.com click on radio and then podcast So until we meet again, remember, whether it's education, health, even politics or sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.